It wasn't quite no trace, no problem for IU on Wednesday, even if they did come away with a fairly comfortable win. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? Happy Thanksgiving. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletics news, analysis, your one-stop shop for everything. Thank you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your listen every single day, including today on Turkey Day. I hope you guys are all having safe travels, enjoying uh, your the food, the family, all of that. Uh, figured we could do a quick episode today talking about the game on Wednesday because it had a lot of talking points. Uh, before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. IU host- hosted Arkansas Little Rock on uh, Wednesday night, and uh, the fun little factoid they shared during the game. Arkansas Little Rock is staying in Bloomington, uh, or they did on Wednesday night. They're having Thanksgiving dinner with IU today, so uh, a little camaraderie after this game. The final score of 87-68 to 68 does not quite tell the story of how, how this game played out, we'll say. Uh, this was a sluggish game, a lackadaisical game from Indiana. Uh, I saw it mentioned cruise control. Indiana was on for much of this game. And while they never really were in threat of losing, they led for 38 minutes and 52 seconds and never trailed. Um, It wasn't convincing necessarily. The big story, obviously at the beginning, was that there was no Trace Jackson Davis. Trey Galloway remained out, still described as precautionary reasons. Uh, though they added a slash knee to that, so it's something with his knee. Anthony Leal was out as well. And early on, it didn't look like it was going to be a problem. Malik Renu uh, flew out of the gate, uh, scored all of his points in the first half. But he took a pretty nasty fall uh, really early on. And though he had, I think it was six points and an assist, for, and I used first about ten points total, that was about it. Uh, he definitely wasn't moving quite the same the rest of the game. He was in the locker room at times, on the bench at times, with some ice and some compression on his back. Uh, that stunned things a bit, even with Trace out. Uh, Race Thompson took an elbow to the head and had to leave the game for a while to go get stitches. Uh, came back with the headband. We'll talk about Race here. Uh, so for a bit, IU had no race, no trace, no Malik. It was a front court of Logan Duncan and Caleb Banks. Um, so in that sense, you could understand why it looked sloppy and sluggish. IU had 13 turnovers uh, that ended up in um, 14 Arkansas Little Rock points. But again, as I said, IU wins this game in the long run. It was still the worst probably first half of the se- That first half was probably the worst half of the season for Indiana. They just never really they never really had that moment where they put everything together, where they were like, all right, we are IU. 
We're the better team. Let's race away with a, a 10-0 run, put some distance here, and and kind of put Little Rocket well into the rearview mirror. That never really happened. It only happened at really like one stage maybe in the second half, and that's all That's all it really took. But in the first half, that never came, and IU was struggling, and they just didn't look great. Um, they still were overmatching Arkansas Little Rock. But it wasn't the the most impressive game of the season, at least that first half. The defense, I thought, was very at average. <laughs> that might even be a little uh, generous. Again, if you just look at the raw numbers, Arkansas Little Rock only shot 33%, um, only shot 28% from three, shot or scored 22 points in the paint. Like, the, neither half were they good. But it just never felt like Indiana, maybe the bar is really high, and it is, and we're going to mention that, but it just never felt like Indiana really grabbed control of this game like they did other games. Um, to an extent, they didn't need to. Uh, they they led this and, and never really was in doubt for most of it, but you could tell they missed Trace. I didn't think early on they would, and they didn't through the first, uh, the first shift of Malik Renew. Um, maybe for six minutes or so. Uh, but once Malik cooled off, you could tell they, that, uh, they were searching for answers basically. Now the good news is trace sounded like, uh, someone who could have played race. Thompson said if trace had to play, he would have played. It sounds like it was more of a load management issue. He's obviously dealing with the right kind of, I don't know if it's thumb or, or wrist injury, um, he was holding his back during that Miami game. So I understood, uh, giving him some time off and this is a good game to do it. Um, let him try to heal up a little bit, especially with that UNC game next week. And this was a good time. It was a whole game of IU trying to figure out what do we do if Trace is in foul trouble in a big game or heaven forbid, what do we do if Trace gets hurt and we have to soldier on without him? The answer was they don't have a lot of answers right now, but it's it's something they're going to have film on that they can go back and reference and say, this worked, this didn't, this is what you need to do in this situation. Uh, so in that sense, it, it was a good sample size of learning how to play without Trace, something that I hope only is moments at a time and not entire games. But eventually the veterans took over. In the second half, uh, Xavier, Race, Miller Cop all um, put this one out of reach for Indiana. They were making plays on both ends of the floor. The defense kind of oscillated between, I think, really good and really bad. Um, There was obviously a lot more really good, but there were moments where it looked really bad. But obviously, they win by nearly 20 points in this one. I, I do think that one of the biggest things to to keep in mind with this game is just how different of a microscope Indiana we're looking at Indiana through this year last season i don't know that we would be having the same type of conversation about this game iu won they won by almost 20 night before thanksgiving that's awesome the expectations are a lot different this year. So a 19 point win 
where you didn't look great throughout is going to be criticized a lot more than it might have been in previous seasons. The expectation is not make the tournament or have a decent season, have a good showing in the Big Ten tournament. The expectations are much deeper tournament runs across the board. And so I, I think it's that different type of expectation that we're looking at this with and why it, it didn't feel great necessarily on on Wednesday. So keep that in mind. Uh, not that it's any defense of this team. It's just how different we're looking at this team right now and um, how higher the, the expectation is for them. It wasn't pretty. But ultimately, an ugly win is still a win, and they all count the same in the in the win loss record. So uh, I'm not going to fault guys too much for maybe not having their mind entirely on this game with Thanksgiving, obviously today, but Thanksgiving the next day. I wasn't. I was thinking about Thanksgiving for most of this game. I was running back and forth cooking during this game. So uh, who am I to criticize these guys for not focusing? Let's talk some individual performances. We mentioned a number, guys. We're going to dive into a couple of different people. First, though, if you guys want to bet on the IU-Purdue game uh, this Saturday or you want to bet on tomorrow's IU-Jackson State game, betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Uh, As I record this, there's no lineup for the IU-Jackson State game. IU, though, in the football game remains a 10.5-point underdog. I don't hate that. Uh, We're going to talk more about that football game in tomorrow's episode. I don't hate that, though. Uh, But if you guys want to try your hand at betting, whether it's the IU game or not, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. There's a number of people uh, I think warrant special mention in this one. Let's start with Xavier Johnson, who is really, I think Wednesday was a perfect example of how impactful Trace can be, or excuse me, Xavier can be. We know how impactful Trace can be, how impactful Xavier can be. Um, His final box score is nine points, 10 assists, four rebounds, but almost all of that was in the second half. Seven points, two of three shooting, one of one from the three-point line, two of two from the free throw line. Eight assists, two rebounds. He was a plus 12 in 15 minutes. So across the board, a a really good second half from him. That second half was the type of half where he just has his fingerprints all over the place. Uh, And I mean, obviously, if you're scoring seven points and assisting on eight other baskets, yeah, your your fingerprints are going to be all over the place like... IU only scored 48 points in that half, uh, and he had a hand in um, a minimum of what would that be? 23 of them. If it, every two was a or every assist was a two pointer, which I don't think it was. Uh, so a big big half from him. When IU looked a little sloppy, Xavier was one of the guys to step up and push this thing to a, a bigger lead in that second half. The other guy that stepped up, though, in that second half was Race Thompson. He was limited in the first half, um, literally because he was bleeding from the side of his head. Uh, He only had four points and four rebounds, but the second half 
16 points in that one, two blocks, four rebounds, five of six shooting from the field, six of six shooting at the line. Uh, that was that second half was him again, realizing the situation and just kind of putting the team on his back a little bit. I thought Xavier and race were the two guys that were like, yeah, we need to, uh, we need to put this one away. We need to stop playing around with this one. And that is what they did. Miller cop hit a number of timely threes, uh, during that second half, he was three of four from the field. All those being three pointers for nine points in that second half. Uh, that he added three rebounds in the game as well. So all three of those guys were among the three that I thought really stepped up. Uh, again, IU scored 48 points in the second half. They were responsible for 32 of them, not counting, uh, Xavier's eight assists. So, um, those three were very important to IU putting this one away. So what you want your veterans to do. That's why they're there to understand the situation and when they need to be assertive and aggressive and when they need to pull the reins back. And I, you needed them to be assertive and aggressive in that second half. They understood the moment and they did that. And that's what you want from your veteran leaders. Jordan Geronimo had a block party. I don't know if you, I don't know if you guys were invited. I, my invite must've got lost in the mail, but he had a block party on Wednesday Literally, it felt like anything near the rim. He was swatting uh, 11 points, but five blocks in 17 minutes. He was a plus 15 in 17 minutes. Um, he was as impactful as it comes. Only Miller Cop and Race Thompson had better plus minuses uh, and Tamar Bates, excuse me, but doesn't change how effective Geronimo was. He's a such an athletic freak. Um, he had a crazy dunk in the first half on an alley-oop. Uh, second half, he had a, a timely three-pointer. Um, he's kind of been, in a lot of ways, what we need. A 3 and D forward that athleticism, versatility. Um, it's definitely what he was in the second half. And he was a big reason why IU pulled away in this one. It was a weird night for Jalen hood Shafino. I think this was his best game for Indiana and also in some ways one of his worst. 13 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. The first half, 7 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. That, while IU, it might have been their worst half of the season, that was Jalen's best half of the season. He was still only 3 of 8 from the field, but there was a moment there when I mentioned that Trace's sideline, Malik, his back is clearly bothering him. He's icing it. He's doing things on the bench and race had just taken an elbow and basically went straight back to the locker room. And it was like, boy, uh, this is something. There was a lot of freshmen and Logan Duncan on the, the court. And it felt like a bit of a gut check time. And J it was Jalen who, who stepped up and went on a bit of a run by himself, contributed for a number of baskets and, whether it was scoring them, whether it was um, assisting them. And I thought it, it really was an important stretch for him and Indiana to um, to put some, some air between them and Arkansas Little Rock, the Trojans. I was trying to think of their name. Uh, put some, some distance between the two. Uh, it was right 
yeah, it was right here where um, race goes out at the eight and eight minute thirty four second mark, uh, and then it goes steal Jalen Huchifino. He scores the layup. Uh, CJ Gunn gets a block, and um, then IU goes down, and Logan Duncan gets a dunk on an assist by Jalen Huchifino. Little Rock gets a three-pointer, but IU goes down, and it's Jalen who hits a pull-up jumper. Uh, Again, uh, Jalen hits a pull-up three-pointer after that, and then Jalen had a no-look pass on the break to CJ Gunn, uh, and then I believe CJ Gunn ran down and blocked it on the other end. Uh, Logan Duncombe did before a foul on um, Caleb Banks, so... It was a sequence where IU at the time when race checked out, it was 26-17 and it increased to a 37-22 lead. So um, it was kind of this moment where you were like, well, who's going to do something now? And it was Jalen who stepped up. So I I thought that was his best stretch of the season. He had turnover issues, though. Uh, He finished with five of them, I believe, on the night. Um He was doing a little too much, I thought, with his passes at times. Uh, He was seeing the right play. It just felt like he wanted to bounce pass a lot on on Wednesday, and it it didn't work in a number of situations. So it was good. It was bad. I think overall it was better. It was more encouraging to see him kind of take over in that stretch. If you cut out the turnovers, then I'm really pleased with this game. That feels like a very fixable thing for him. It was a, or it's going to be another very quick turnaround for Indiana. They head right back to Assembly Hall tomorrow for a game against Jackson State tomorrow afternoon. Let's get you set up with everything to know about that. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. For your second listen, you've heard me talk about it. Go check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's all the games that matter uh, the most with your biggest stories in sports. And it's a bunch of local experts from Locked On. You guys know the deal. It's available on this app, on YouTube, wherever. IU Jackson State will tip off at 1230. Um, I don't know if I'll be rip-roaring ready to go on Black Friday at 1230. But these guys are going to be in Assembly Hall on Big Ten Network. Jackson State comes into this one winless, 0-4. They lost to Arkansas Little Rock. Uh, So that gives you a sense. It was a three-point loss. Uh, They played Michigan on Wednesday, and they lost by 10. I don't really know what to make of Michigan right now. They're a bit of a mess. Um, But... This Jackson State team is, and if you're looking at, at Kim Palm rankings, they're 303rd, which is somewhere between Miami of Ohio and Little Rock. They actually have a better Ken Palm rating than Little Rock, despite losing to them. It gives you a little bit of a sense of what to expect from them. I mean, there aren't. I'm not going to do a dip, deep dive into their stats. They're a, one of the very worst offenses in terms of efficiency. Uh, they do not get to the free throw line. They do not block shots. They give up. Uh, they get shots blocked. Um, they cannot stop anybody in terms of effective field goal percentage. Just a bad team. Um, I Really, the only storyline 
or the biggest storyline, maybe not the only one, is who plays in this. Uh, will Trace play? Sounded like he could have played on Wednesday. Do you want to put him back out there? Do you want to let him rest one more time before North Carolina next week? Do you want him to have had 10 days off between games? I would venture to say he'll probably play. Does Trey Galloway play? Um, it's still listed as precautionary reasons. How long is that going to be the uh, a thing? And then does Malik Renew play? I mean, that back seemed to bother him. And if you're going to go sleep for a day, like that typically makes it worse. It'll be, it might be pretty painful tomorrow. Is he going to play uh, race Thompson with that gash on his head? I assume is going to play. Hopefully he wears the headband because that seemed to give him superpowers in the second half. Uh, but the main thing is who's going to be available. Who's going to play in this one. And just what's this post-Turkey hangover look like for the Hoosiers? Um, Playing a game on either side of Thanksgiving is wild. (laughs) It is. uh, It's interesting. Um, You want to replicate the NCAA tournament, but I can't imagine a tournament game on either side of a national holiday and one that is literally about eating lots of food. So... That feels like cruel and unusual punishment, even if this is a a pretty bad team, sub-300 team in Jackson State. (laughs) Like I said, we're keeping it short today, Uh, but I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow previewing the football and men's soccer games. For your next listen, check out that Locked on Sports Today podcast. They have your instant reactions to the biggest stories of the day. The big game recaps to the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you guys get podcasts. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already, at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. You guys know the deal. Most importantly, though, everyone, obviously, I hope you all have a terrific, terrific Thanksgiving. Stay safe. uh, Enjoy the food. Go Hoosiers.